0: Hi, and welcome to the Unheard Conversation. My name is Anne-Marie. My name is Kofi. And in this series of conversations, we're going to be talking about being black and middle class in the UK today. That's right. And this is kind of a family affair because Kofi's my nephew. And Anne-Marie's my aunt. That's right. And these are the conversations that we would have in our houses.
1: So what we did, what we thought, is that we'd just welcome you to the conversation.
0: Yeet. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Unheard Conversation. This is episode four and I'm your host Anne-Marie and he's...
1: I'm Kofi and she's my lovely aunt of course.
0: And Um, that's my nephew. And today we've got, uh, our guest in with us is the illustrious...
2: Kwame. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Voicemail. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going for. You know that thing when you call gif gaff? (laughs) We'll call you back. (laughs) Classic. Oh, my goodness gracious me.
0: Now, um, Kwame has many accomplishments, but the biggest accomplishment, or one of the biggest accomplishments he has is that he's my brother. Amen.
2: More than happy to go for that. Bless up. And I love him. And, and, pop, pop. and also, also, and, and also, as absolutely. <laughs> well. Also the father to, to Kwame Kofi, Arnie and ERA and granddad. Oh yeah uh, Amari David. Yeah. Come on. That's come
1: right. On. That's right. Him podcasting real soon.
2: So Kwame, let's just
0: let's just jump right in there. Uh-huh. What does it mean to be black today? I don't know what you're talking about. What do you
2: mean? you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about Cause that's what you know that's what a lot of people can say. What do you mean? I don't know what it means to be black. I no I, I don't know I don't know what it means to be black. I just don't I'm 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 at that point in my life um where the the notion of of blackness is 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 something that um can both be binding and 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 can be uh can be I don't know it it, it can it can it can enclose you but it can also uh free you and make you whole Mm. black is a political construction right and so i i'm always mindful of living in a country that actually tries to contain my sense of being part of the global majority, okay. not an ethnic minority. So actually being black in Britain means one thing. Being black in Ghana means what? I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. Being black in a, in a country where there's black majority doesn't really mean anything. Culture then starts to define you. And, and so because we are global people, and we were global people even before we started traveling, mm. um, many might say that slavery uh, or, or the transatlantic slave trade was a was a startup that it was you know it was a, a startup for globalization mm. that that, mm. that we were that we were used in in, in that way in, in order to, to set up systems that we now do not necessarily benefit from and so I always worry when I hear the word black um, because that cannot be the be-all and end-all it has to be just part of one's personality
0: no I hear that yeah. I hear that I hear that but for Many young kids, because, I mean, on this podcast, right, Mm -hmm. we've been exploring what it means to to grow up to be black and middle class in Mm. this country. Mm. And, you know, you're right, because my Ghanaian friend, she was came to, I I think she came to England when she was, like, maybe nine or ten, and when someone said she was black, she didn't understand what that meant, Mm -hmm. because she said, I understood that I was African, that Mm -hmm. I was Ghanaian, not that I was black and so that's something that you know it's very recognized in the west and i guess everybody else uses to attach to us but i mean i i think there's something very this podcast may go to a very narrow mm-hmm. uh sphere of people yep. because there isn't a lot of black middle class yep. people that have grown up black and middle class yep. in this time i mean you and i are different right because our our parents were working class but they sent us to private school so we know how to navigate yep. um different communities all over the place really but yeah. there is a narrow your kids yeah. my kids you yeah. know what i mean so many people they've they've grown up and they've sent that they've they've been sent to private schools or to middle class state schools bloody 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 blah and they don't know mm. how to navigate
2: being yeah. black yeah and
0: middle class in, in this
2: yeah it, it, it's a big thing uh, and, and and to be autobiographic about it i i would i struggle um i'm not in denial of class mm. um, but i struggle with um describing myself as middle class mm. uh, in in the way that you just did um in the way that you described us as as having working class parents mm. um i describe myself or my class through my descent not through my uh, present position mm. and so I describe myself as a working class boy mm. uh, if I'm going to be really specific I think I'm part of a transitional class the class that moves from the working class into the middle class if mm. there's such a thing my children Kofi sitting opposite yeah. um, uh, amongst them is that uh, they're definitely they've been raised in in, a, in what we would call here a middle class environment I I think however and if I may let me as I probably always do let, let me let me let me investigate the problem through the lens of being um, father to middle class black.
0: Children. Cool, yeah, that's great.
2: And I think there's a real uh, th- there's a real conundrum, and the conundrum is invariably you 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 want your children invariably you want your children to uh, to benefit from babylon <laughs> welcome to term. our family conversations right. everyone welcome you, are, you, are, you 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 want you want them to have the the academic passwords yeah in order to be able to get into the mainframe mm-hmm. of society you you want them to be able to code switch so that they can speak in different environments and not be defined and not be contained yeah. within the notion of, of of limiting blackness as society can sometimes do, um, but invariably to do that you're placing your children in 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 majority white environment yeah and there is a psychic tax for those children mm. yeah there is a, a, a psychic tax that 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 I've come to um, to feel um, some guilt for really yeah just like like you know they, they kind of go out into the world and and they come from our very and our family is. Is a tremendously proud cultural family, right? Mm. And so our Africanness, our African Caribbeanness, mm. is is evident from the art on the walls, to the books on the bookshelves, to the music that's being played, to the to the things that are being discussed yeah. around the dinner table. If we still eat around the dinner table, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, and not upstairs. Like you, that's we'll really.
1: get to that one later. I know we will. Um, <laughs> Moving <but>, swiftly <socially> on, <laughs>
2: but but and and then so then they're surrounded. By this um, this kind of cacophony of 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 culture, mm. and then they go out into an what can quintessentially be an alien culture,
0: yeah,
2: a, a culture that is fundamentally uh, built on 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 the on the shoulders of notions of white supremacy,
0: yeah,
2: that then um, press down on them mm. from behavioural expectations, yes, to low expectations yep. academically. Mm. to uh hear expectations yep. i hear so many middle class black kids say do you know what uh my white friends at school think that i'm cool because i'm black yeah. and therefore <laughs> i've got access to drugs yeah and there's got to be someone in your family that can hook us up with drugs yeah and then yep, and 100%. then right and and then you've got to negotiate that. even without right. being middle
1: class just wherever you are it's just like oh yeah um do you know anyone? Do you know, do you know on the street? There's right. people like i will literally. I'll whatever be like, late in the night. And someone's like, "Can you get me some some stuff?" And you're like, "And it's like, are you no. culturally inept? Like, <laughs> does, not everybody taps black or whatever or or, or,
2: or, or does that, or go to the people that are flying it <laughs> into the country, bro. Like, why are you why are you asking me? And and so there there is there is a there is a there's a there's a tax mm. that that's that. And particularly when you're young, and actually, what you want to do is fit in.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. In
2: in your, you know, you you're going to this majority white school, mm. and with all of those negative or limiting expectations placed on you. Yeah. While wanting to to be part of 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 the in crowd, mm. but also coming from an environment where where you're where one's parents is trying to uh, to warn you about the vagaries of of our of the culture. Yeah. Um, and 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 that I think can create a bit of an identity crisis. Oh, it in, definitely in, in, does. There is such in,
0: a splitting. Yeah. I I you know I I experienced that myself. In Me the too. you know up until I was about oh, twenty nine, I was still really trying to grapple with this whole notion of being African Caribbean and British, and then also the way I speak, the types of school I went to, the type of job I hold that, you know, quintessentially is quite a a, a middle-class thing. But, you know, then trying to fit in with those who are closest to me in complexion and culturally, do you know what I mean, From being from the Caribbean and stuff like that, I struggled with that so massively for a long time. It was a burden that was on my shoulder i i i didn't know where i fit in and so i guess in a sense that's what this podcast is about Mm -hmm. it's it's for those types of people really people kind of like me who and, and and kofi and and yourself Kwame, do you know what i mean and and all those kids that are growing up now parents who have children who they're sending to you know boarding schools or um private schools how do they navigate I d- getting I d- unstuck?
2: Yeah, I, I, I and a that, that's that's kind of why I got up early on a Sunday morning to come and do this. <laughs> Get a bit closer for me. Yeah, I, I, because I could, <laughs> I, right um, because because it, 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 it's 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 it's, re- like, it's a worthy cause, and I don't mean worthy in in the pejorative. Well, what, I, 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 and again, this is partly where I am in my life. Mm. I don't I don't know what answers. Um, That one has Mm. as a as a playwright my gig is always to ask the questions catalyze the debate
1: Mm. and then
2: um and then let greater minds or the collective minds Mm. um kind of find the answers Mm. uh, together but I, i i i think there's a couple of things um because i'm of the grand age that i am of course everything turns into a really straight and clean narrative when it but it never really was yeah. and never 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 is. There's there's, there's conflict and contradiction in, in every narrative, even in the thought that I'm having right now. But um, you know, I, I was really fortunate mm. in that I learnt at about sixteen, um sixteen, seventeen. That seems to be a pivotal age for this for these
0: series of podcasts, gotta say that, yeah.
2: Um, I, I learnt um through our brother Paul actually to ex- to be able to enjoy existing um in isolation ha. Right, that's sir. tough
0: though man sir. that's so tough yeah yeah
2: yeah and again I'm, I'm the caveat is it's really easy to say that now mm. and and kind of go no it wasn't tough I, I imagine it was right but um but i i i, I went I, re- I remember really clearly I, I I got a gig or something as a young actor and I was traveling in India. Um and I, we were in India for six months and um and the company that I was with I just didn't get on with it mm. at all. And thank God that I'd learned to to be happy with my own company. Yeah. Or in my own company. Mm. Um I, I also I also understood that my politics was not it's not like today where it's really easy to have politics that that sit around "Quote unquote blackness," yeah. um, you know. Back then, it was it was dangerous wokeness. for you. Yeah, or wokeness, right? Yeah, back then we used to call it consciousness, and mm. and then that could cost you your life and your career. Now it's a tweet that you can put out on the whole, and and everybody else likes it. But it was dangerous when I was growing up. Yeah. It was to to life and limb, and and and, and so I, I kind of had to learn to live with loneliness. Mm. Mm. And and I was lucky; my brother Paul. Uh, and my cousin rodney um and then our family was able you know even to this day i don't have a really big social circle mm. i kind of just hang five friends right we're all, we're I, like I hang with my family. i think we're we're quite like i hang with my family and and, and, yeah. and three friends yeah right quintessentially that i that i would invite um into my quietest moments and so in a in, a, in an odd way yeah, absolutely right. There is a psychic tax of being black and middle class. And th- that might just be a numbers game. But what our job has to be, has to be to put out enough narratives out into the world because mm. we can't tackle it by ourselves. Yeah, yeah for real. And there are 60,000 adverts fired at people a day, so I'm told. We really? don't even have 60,000 f- original thoughts a day, <laughs> right? And so w- we we have to somehow find and, and use the media and... and, and and ways and and that kind of all those those ways of communicating we have to find that and we have to find ways of defining blackness not through its street manifestation or its working class manifestation but a duality of all manifestations and at the moment one of the big pressures under our children and it has been for years i think it's slightly changing in london now actually which is quite good um is that to be black equals to be street. Yeah. Mm. And th- that binary mm. is crippling.
0: It is. And and uh, you mentioned duality and and I I think it's how do we embrace that duality because if you don't even know yourself and suddenly you're you're brought up in this very narrow kind of black middle class um gosh what's the word i'm looking for but so like a yes net yes do you know what i mean and you're like i i need to be cool um and i need to be street i also need to speak well i also need to you know um make my family proud because they're expecting me to do better than than they did do you know what i mean i i need to get a star 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 in all of my gcse's and and bloody bloody blah, blah. How do we navigate being comfortable, I guess, with oneself? Uh, I, I, mm. Yeah, Go,
1: go ahead, Kofi. So it's very difficult because I don't think you can be comfortable until you come out of it really. And okay. you see the sort of end result of, of that struggle because I mean you can if you um prepare yourself for it mentally before you even go into it. And mm. that comes from the support from the home and support from the outside, and and learning about where you potentially could be and and want to be in yourself. But there are, just, I think, there's so many factors that are taken into account and that are in play, which um, which don't really make that possible for the majority mm. at the moment. But I mean,
2: I could be wrong. No, and I don't think there's any right or wrong. I mm. I I I think part of not part of, and it's really interesting. Uh, you know, analyzing the, the, the what could possibly be the negatives, right? Yeah. What I find myself really interested in is that actually Afrofuturism in America did something for Black consciousness, which mm-hmm. is now being called wokeness. But um, what it did actually was it it freed uh it it, it freed uh, political. Or, or political thought from strictures of, but you must dress like this mm. and you must be conservative in this way and you must mm. and actually allowed it meant that, that black can be anything yeah and should be anything. And also we exist not just in the present, but also in the future, mm. right? Yeah. And there was a kind of freedom that that brought in particular uh, to, to African-American women
0: yeah. that,
2: that made me extremely happy. I was like, yes, that actually all of a sudden you began to see a freedom being deeply embedded in notions of blackness, mm. not just a um, you must obey by these rules or you are not woke or yeah. you are not conscious. So I think that there are many that right across the world, if you go to South Africa and you look at the the young in South Africa, actually, many of whom are, are oh, I say many, but in my in my experience. Uh, the ones who are called born freeze. Mm-hmm. The, the the people who are looking and saying, actually, yes, Mandela, we stand on on the shoulder mm. of Mandela, but actually, we, we, we there's a different agenda now. There's a, a, a different need for us to do different things, mm. and and I I think there are ways in which we can look across the world and actually um and and, and see how people are dealing with these conundrums. Mm. Uh, looking in America, looking at the historical black colleges you know invariably this is a hundred years of black middle-class families yeah um or not just a hundred over a hundred years of black middle-class families but Um, there
0: aren't enough narratives that that talk about that which is
2: is my which is exactly my point right Mm. my point is is that we feel that we're in isolation
0: yeah
2: um and we're only in isolation if we look at ourselves geographically yeah if we look at ourselves as being London bound, then we go, okay, great. So, what is the numbers of Black middle class kids in 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 relation to those who were born into less affluent households, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so then and then then we can feel alone, uh, and then we actually feel or can feel sometimes that we have to um, find our companionship through uh, through our white peers mm. who are equally as privileged. Yeah. We're not privileged exactly in the same way that. Uh, they are and and so I, I think i'm always interested in saying i know there are fundamental problems yeah but actually some of these problems are solved if we look at ourselves um in the way that we appreciate music in the way we appreciate music we're global yeah right, right we don't yeah. think about it yeah. you don't think kofi when you're dj about going from american r&b to Afrobeats out of Nigeria, yep. to go into a South African house track, to go into a New Zealand dub plate, yeah, to go yeah. to Jamaica and get some yeah. dance hall, or go to Grenada yeah. and get some soca. Literally, when yeah. it comes to, to black excellence through music, we default to an international yeah. mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to our socialization, mm. we, we resort to being an ethnic minority.
0: Hmm.
2: We resort to it being closed into your ends.
0: yeah.
2: And so I, it is problematical. And, and that's not to say that my black middle-class friends in America also don't have a psychic tax. Yes. Those who, who were raised in pro-black families mm. or pro-African cultural families. Yeah. I, I, I've spoken to many who do have those. But, there is, but some of the questions we're wrestling with... Yeah. Our African American cousins have been through. Yeah.
0: Well, you know they they say that we are, you know, what is it, five, ten years behind America in terms of le- Black Americans in terms of infrastructure, lots, yeah, infrastructure and you know all of that sort of stuff. But to what would you say to to that young child who's say 14, 15, wrestling with who's in, you know, that privileged. Uh, private school, who's surrounded by white peers, that there might be one or two blacks that they know. That they go home, and their home is completely different. Do you know what I mean? Completely different energy, vibe, culture, bloody blah, blah. How? How? What do you say to that young teen that is struggling
2: with the the issue of duality? I, I think that's beautifully framed, and I think there's there's a couple of things for me mm. one is how do i as parent equip myself to at least have a philosophy
0: yeah right okay. which do,
2: which doesn't mean that that's that's going to be successful mm. um i'm sitting here with one of my children and and and, and of course he can say how successful or n- <laughs> not successful that's been right um yeah. but I, I i would say first of all one of the keys is to be bi-dialectical
0: mm. what do you mean by that
2: is to 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 understand that you exist that there are that we don't live in a straight, linear uh, world mm-hmm. where you, you many people have to be, many cultures have to be two or three things at exactly the same time. Okay. And you have to have the capacity to do that. And that. So in America, sometimes they call that code switching. So right now I'm using my, my English voice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm using my voice, which is... Which is about me coding, right? Yeah, it's we say, were just
0: talking about that. Yeah. On the, um,
2: the last one, right? Yeah. I, I, I use this voice even though I'm sitting with family, but because we're going through the medium of, of a podcast, I'm using this voice. And this voice is saying to anyone who's listening in, there are, you know, there are connotations attached to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I use our home voice.
0: Yeah.
2: When we're just together at home.
0: Yeah. And our home
2: voice is coding something else. Yeah. It's coding uh, with you. I am most comfortable. Yeah. I do not have to defend against as many things as I have to defend against in the outside world. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Right? If I use an F rather than a TH, uh, you know, when I'm in the outside world, it Mm. places me in a box that I don't wish to be in.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I already have to fight through many boxes, right? Mm. I I, I use certain language that says, talk to me as an equal. Yeah. Don't shut down part of your brain and put me in another one. Know that I'm, I'm... I'm as educated as you. Now, I'm not defining that. I say to my children all the time, you know, walk into every room like an equal. Yeah. But the moment that your equality is tested, revert to superiority. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that is actually part of what I would say to that 14-year-old.
0: Mm.
2: And what I'd say to that 14-year-old, as I've tried to say to... to, I, I remember once, and again, it's... I, I seldom ever talk about my family, as you know, publicly, right? Mm. But this is mm. this is us. It's a family enterprise. So I, I would do it, but... And, and, and you can edit this out if you don't like it. But I remember one of the most uh, profound parent teaching moments for me was one day when Kofi came home from school and he would got in trouble. And, um, and uh, one of the boys in his class heard, had some weed. He threw it to one boy. One boy caught it. And the other boy threw it to Kofi. Kofi caught it and the teacher walked in and Kofi put it on his lap or something. And, and the teacher saw and the teacher... Mm-hmm called kofi out right and, and and i think the white boy whose weed it was uh got away with it period i think the mixed race boy who um who was the guy that threw it to kofi got like a one day suspension and mm. kofi got like a week suspension or, or three yeah, days or something calming, but yeah right um, was it three days
1: no i didn't oh. i didn't even get the suspension it was call me this not happened to me was it you, you, it never happened to me no Definitely. Kofi, that's I'm it absolutely. Didn't. I can go year. back through the record. It wasn't me. Kofi,
2: wasn't you? No, it was Kwame. Because I shall I, tell the why, shall, t- t- shall I tell you why, Kofi? Why, why was tell it you? me then? I all right, all right. Well, then if that's if the weed thing is the wrong one, here's the one that I know that was about a mixed race kid, a white kid, and you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And well, I, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the story. disciplining was. But yeah, yeah, if yeah, I'm conflating those as as an old man as I might do, right? But here's the thing: is that I came, you came home, with yeah. a suspension. Or with some school uh, sancture or censure, and I said to you, and and I had the conversation with you. I went, Kofi, you you are different from your white peer. Yeah. You are different from your mixed race peer. You have a different privilege from all of them, and you and 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 so therefore you have a duty to um, to actually work and live and behave to a higher standard because you're gonna get busted. And you screamed and you cried. You said, but that's unfair. We were upstairs yeah. in, the, in the office. Yeah, there's, you, there's different
1: stories. So when I had to what, write, uh, was I was rude to a teacher and we're all rude to some teacher. Oh, and really? I had to write a letter to her because I think I did actually go the hardest with my rudeness, should I say. I had to write a letter of apology. Uh-huh. And they gave me like, I couldn't go into the class for like a week And the other boys got a day or two days And I couldn't And that was the one Because I remember you were And I was like At the desk with you And I was like really angry I was like that's not fair Blah 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 Really screaming And then you were like But you have to do it etc This is just how it's going to go And it's how how it's going to crumble And And obviously at the time I was like no You know Boisterous uh, You know Raging hormones And I was like Nah I'm not
2: going to stand for this But um, but the key for me Was that was that I was speaking to you about privilege, right? Yeah, of course. And I was talking to you about the way of the world. And
1: mm-hmm. the way of the world it a is that, it, it it a that it's, it's it harder a for you standard. as a black boy, right? Mm.
2: And you screamed and you shook, going, but it's unfair. Yeah. As you were banging this, it's unfair. If, if I have to live a certain way, why doesn't everybody else? Why isn't the punishment equal? To, yeah, and, and, and for me, that was a, it was a moment when, um, as a parent, I went, this is hard this is hard explaining to your children that there are different standards for you. Yeah. Because simply because you, um, you are, are not part of what they might see as the majority culture. Yeah. And the moment as a father, when you have to explain race to your child is one of the hardest moments mm. um, to negotiate when the innocence starts to go away and you go, okay, uh, just so you know, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, even if i'm going for that now right you just <laughs> yeah. you, you, you just have you you have to know f- and and so i so i to think to that 40 yeah, to yeah. that 14 year old and, 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 and to get back to that um the the core of it is actually it's just harder for you gosh it's just harder you just then have just. to work uh, twice as hard to get half as far It is just, this is just the way of the world
1: Mm. and you
2: need to create the mental bandwidth Mm. and most importantly, the emotional bandwidth. That's right. To be able to understand that you are being held to a higher standard and that life is not fair because there are structural inequalities in the world. And what happened, my parents did, what my mother did in particular, was tell me that I had to be 10 times better and then and it hurt
0: does that work though in in you know saying to this generation you have to be 10 times better because you know when we were growing up it was a different world there were different hardships the hardships were more in your face so to speak than than it is now so saying to that 14 15 year old who you know on the outside everything kind of seems has that veneer of being very equal and the same. Saying to them that you have to be ten times better than your peers, um, you know, does does that have the same effect today I, as as it had back then?
2: I, I mean, I wouldn't say to my children now that you've got to be ten times better. I'd say you mm. have to be twice as better, and I think yeah. that's an acknowledgement of progress. Yeah. Um. I, 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 and, and you're absolutely right. The uh, the illusion <laughs> of yeah. inclusion. Yeah. Um, could absolutely uh, tax a young mind mm. or blind young eyes. Yeah, um, they, they don't they
0: see it. I mean, I I, I speak they, they, to really. the generation a lot. They don't they don't see the inequality. So trying to explain to them that there is an or, or, inequality, or they don't
2: see it as clearly. I think. Yes. I, I, think I think. I they see that, still though? see it? you know and and again you're absolutely right when I was growing up it was white youth culture being skinheads and just calling you nigger and coon and eating you and teachers being able to call you coloured and chip on your shoulder and and all of that kind of stuff right and Mm. of course it was naked and then what happened is that that Uh, that it it began you know it got it got more corporate right it it got subtler and 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 and, and now it's we're discussing privilege which means that it doesn't it can feel systemic and not personal yeah but actually the thing we need to be looking at and educating our children and understanding actually that that personal is systemic
0: yes right and if you want to change the
2: system you've got to change the people first um and that and 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 that there is and and again i keep using that word but that privilege is, is is can be toxic yes um I, and and I, think, I think telling this generation, I, I don't, you can't tell anybody, anybody. Yeah, you can't tell. Right? Yeah. You, 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 you can't tell anybody. I think you just have to be there, mm. if you can, mm. to, um, to help negotiate mm. when, when, when the pains and the letdowns mm-hmm. happen. You have to be there in order to help and assist their mental well-being mm. because it's a bigger shock for us, I grew up knowing that there was racial prejudice. I grew up knowing that there was structural inequality. I, I grew up knowing that um, on the whole, um, in particular, the white working class would articulate their dislike for me yeah. and the white middle class would articulate their sense of, of, of uh, intellectual superiority mm. over me. It was naked, right? Yes. They don't have that kind of nakedness. So in, in a way, it's up to us to teach them,
1: yeah. um,
2: to express, but to be there mm. um, uh, for them when when the big, all happens but all of that is to say you know it takes a village man it really does it takes Mm. a village and and that village is about our our children who are for you know quote unquote middle class um, actually having real diversity and neurodiversity Mm. in their surroundings having family that might be quote unquote working class, family that might be upper middle class, and yeah. that might be middle, middle class, having neurodiversity, yeah. having cultural diversity, having the, being in contact with their family that's in Africa and in the Caribbean and in America. It's mm. about actually trying to create as wide a base mm. so that they could cr- collect as much data as possible yeah. about how to navigate being young and black in, in the West but also not only defining themselves through blackness.
0: Yeah. Kwame, just as as a young man growing up, you you spoke about being comfortable with being, you know, being able to self-isolate. Um I I hear that. I understand that. I'm not sure how healthy that is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're a no, therapist no, no. so but I, I can argue I, with that. I, I did do that myself because that was the, the only way to kind of be you know happy and, and, and to understand myself I did have to self isolate as well but was that the only thing what What other thing that, did you do to kind of navigate your journey
2: I think a couple of things I think first um, my mother articulated oh mother articulated yeah um, mama yeah <laughs> um, Articulated in some form um, that you have to learn to hate the sin and not the sinner. Yeah. Um, and and that was really important for me. Mm. I think when I came face to face with understanding the history of racism, the history of slavery, mm. the the history of structural inequality in this country, and how it directly affects me and my family, um, I was rageful.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, and then I turned that rage into a righteous rage and i was able to kind of pour it into my writing and into my art mm. and so um in, in in a in a kind of way my art was my refuge yeah um the the isolation that you speak mm. of and, or that i spoke of um i was able to dance with 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 it on mm. the page or with song yeah or in intellectual debate yeah. so in a kind of way it wasn't as lonely as just kind of self isolating and sitting at home and just reading by myself. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, there, yeah. There, w- there was an interaction. And the second thing is that, and that couples with, um, actually I uh, said the third thing, but that couples with learn to hate the, the, the and not the sinner. Mm. Like, I love people. Yeah. I love, I love people. I love being around people. Yeah. I love being in myself, yeah. but I love being around people. Mm. I love, um, hearing new ideas. Mm-hmm. I love being, um, uh I, 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 yeah and so in a kind of way the isolation didn't have to be social isolation. Mm. it was mental isolation. Okay. I could be in an environment and switch off the part of my brain that needs cultural stimuli
0: yeah and just okay. enjoy
2: um, the jokes yeah. I, yeah I could be in an environment that um, that yeah that, that allowed me to be fulfilled yeah by uh, by, by what was present. Mm. Not by what was missing. Yeah, but then I would need desperately to be topped up um, in three dimension which is as you guys know you guys are always like should we have birthday parties for you And I'm like no I just need to be at my mom's house <laughs> with my children and my sister and my brothers right so yeah. that I can and and that's that's my top up I don't yeah. need to be what you call mm. it you go do you want to hang out let's throw another party no I don't like like <laughs> I, do I, I do that I do that when I'm out <laughs> right my my mm-hmm. my source of 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 of, of of yeah is actually to be in a in an environment where I have to not worry about any defense, Mm. about any preconceived ideas. If someone says to me, you messed up, well, it's someone that loves me that's telling me I messed up. Yeah. Right? So I don't have to hear an agenda other than their own personal agenda. Yeah. Right? I don't have to hear a a racial agenda attached to it. So I think that's how I dealt with it. Easier, really easy to say in retrospect. Um, But I think I'm still like that now
0: no but I, I there are there are so many things that you said that i think are really important and the point about the isolation kind of makes it, it not kind of but it makes more sense now that mm. you know you were able to to find your groove in it whether that be drawing or whether that be Um, learning how to become a a DJ or whether that be learning, uh, you know, putting your pouring your passion and your energy into singing or dancing or writing or whatever it is, for that young person out there, parent, or for that young person out there who's, who's listening I think that's what really helps in all of this finding your groove, finding what you're good at, finding your passion because that enables you to navigate this this stretch this walk of life
2: i, I also think uh, mm. sister, is that it's um that finding your passion right mm. um which applies to everyone yeah and and finding your groove mm. and finding your unique selling point finding mm. the thing that that matters Let's, to yeah. you mm. the most actually does something as w- something other as well it means the peer group that you're in mm. if you're really good at it yeah. Actually, they begin to respond to you through that lens. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. Me. Not just the lens of "Hey, are you down? Yeah. Are you are you cool? You you're able to produce dope beats, yeah. and then all of a sudden, actually,
1: yeah. uh,
2: they start to you're part of the in gang. Yeah. Because or not gang, but group. Because because uh, you have a, a skill that the overwhelming majority don't have. You're able to have a, an, an imagination that mm. can manifest itself. As you said, in art or mm. in 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 some kind of oral yeah. um, uh, exchange, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that all of a sudden you begin to f- it, you begin to be attracted to other people yeah. and attractive say, yeah. to other people, yes, because because of a special thing that you that you possess. So actually, part of navigating is to not be um, beaten down mm. by. By the extra bandwidth that you have to yeah. create to negotiate this this yeah. environment, um, but but is but part of that is built by finding who you are absolutely sl- uh, slightly earlier than than others do.
0: It's about taking that. I mean, something that we haven't really touched on really, but it, it, it has been there. It's taking that pain and turning it into something that is beautiful yep.
1: well, it doesn't have to be beautiful but something you can call yours yeah that's yours your mark that's something yeah. that you can then just give back um to yourself or to someone else if 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 need be really um but you said um something about taking um sorry my brain's gone blank now you said uh, part of it is obviously finding what's you finding your skill but how how do you get to
2: that point i think that's a beautiful in terms of like because
1: you you had your creative outlet and some people may not have that and you also had your you know you read your self-discipline but how do those all factors fit into the puzzle in terms of continually and why i wanted to continually not getting beaten down how do you yeah what's the framework for that that we can give to like other people in or how did you manage to gauge that
2: i i I think that's a, a brilliant question that I I don't know that I I, I have a succinct answer to, mm. or even a, a an answer to that I that I think is transferable, right? Uh, I, but I I I would say I'm um, finding the thing that you're good at, yeah, um, or, or that's unique to you might not land until you're thirty, right? Mm. It can come when you're four, mm. yeah. It can come when you're you know. If Bill Gates was born in a time where there was no computers, he might not have found his his, right, his yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, he might not have found it, or he might have found it later in life, or it would have been something else. So it, it's also about context. Right. Uh, it's about, you know, but, but I do profoundly believe that everybody has something that is unique and special, much like their their fingerprint, right? That yeah. there is a... That they are born to do. That you're born to do, and that, and, and that it actually is in you. Yeah, and actually, that might be reading, right? It might be how much you read, yeah, mm. and then how you're able to take those stories into uh, into your own life. Mm. It, it it might be, you know, the only thing I, I, I say to people that I that, and and even that could be is is you know is is how you consume, mm. um, maketh your mind, mm. and and so I, I, I think it's a I, you know I I would say the only way through this or oh, the only way to really find what you're special at is to, is to keep looking yeah. and to mm. keep feeling and keep but asking the question of yourself. What, mm. what, what do I really like? What am I special at? What, what feels special to me? Mm. And that might, again, it doesn't have to come until you're, you're, you're in your twenties, mm. you know? Um, how did I negotiate the, the isolation, I think, was your second question?
1: Yeah, the isolation or um, how did you negotiate getting beaten down? Or yeah. You obviously identified that you were going to get beaten or you identified what that was from the outside or the external pressures and obviously yourself as well for your um, self-belief, wanting to be great, wanting to be good, but how did you know, okay, cool, I'm going to get beaten down, but I know a way to surpass and get through this or did how it did just happen? How did you get happen? back up?
2: I, I think that... Um, I think that if I were to answer that truth, if I were to answer that in, in a categoric way, I'd be lying. Mm. I would say that I'm 52 years old and it still hurts today. Mm. Right. That, that I still have to, I still take the blows. And um, and and and, and sometimes you've got to take the nine count. Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. Um, and you just got because if you get up before that, and you take one more blow, it's out. Yeah. And sometimes you're able to spring back up. Mm. um and and the, the hardest thing to negotiate is a run of 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 blows mm. because you you look around you and you just you don't know you you, you don't know when it's going to end
0: yeah.
2: and um and it becomes psychologically painful and then before you know it you're 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 holding Sparring. yourself back mm. from because out of fear of another rejection yeah and and, and you don't and, and your own natural sense of boldness gets Mm -hmm. muted um I I I would say I had two things or or a couple of things number one was my mother our mother I was just about to say that would always Mm. say to me and I was thinking about this yesterday or something I can't remember when she would always say I know you're gonna make it Mm. and whatever make it means Mm. she was like I know you're gonna make it and I remember at the time she would say that, and that wouldn't mean anything to me, because of course because you, you only saw what was. I just saw what the nose, right and, right, and I saw where I wasn't where where where, where I wasn't where I wanted to be. That I wasn't where I wanted to be, and, and 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 But there was something about her just placing that over and over and over again, and and it was in her in her eyes, yeah, not just in her words, which was that 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 was that was a. That 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 was a top. That was a, a a tool. It was a though possibly in retrospect. I think the other was actually I I profoundly believed that that the creator that the all had placed me here for a reason. And mm. and I, I and and sometimes I went through long stretches of going. But I can't believe that you have given me these gifts and that you won't let me. Um. Or not you, but but the world won't. Won't let me succeed Mm. in uh, in them or in however we define success, and so uh, I I went through depressions and 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 periods of lowness. The only thing that I can say is, um, you just have to believe. Yeah. Even even at the at your lowest ebb, if you can, you have to believe in the thing that is special so for instance for you kofi right Mm. um how quantifiable this is i don't know but from the moment you were a child your usp your extra special Mm. um quality was the power of your and and the and the cleanliness of your spirit yeah right your spirit is so clean. It's so beautiful. And, 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 and as a father looking at a child, I went, this is, this is, his, this is his, his unique, not selling point. Selling sounds too crude. How do you but nurture this? Was, this, this? Was, how do you keep it pure? This, right? Mm. And, and as you take licks, mm. the bigger thing for me, and we all take licks, is to always remind you how beautiful your spirit is mm. and that that spirit is a spirit of a conqueror. Mm. It is the spirit of no matter what will happen, that that people will respond to that beautiful spirit. Yeah. Mm. That that is that is deeply embedded in, in, in you. That's right? right. And so I, I I think that was a really long way around of saying no, but I don't yeah. have an answer. No no I, no 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 no
0: but you, you do and, and in that there was and plenty the there was there were plenty of answers in that because one thing that I w I wanna say that's that to everybody out there is that I was going to say to you, call me, I just remember sometimes I remember one time when you were really low mm. and mum just looked at you and she spoke really gently to you and she touched you. Mm. And, and in that I, I saw you grow. Mm. Do you yes. know what I mean? Oh, you you oh. Your stature changed. Mm. And that's something that, you know what? You might not have a mum or a dad around, But there's going to be somebody in your life
2: who can touch you,
0: who can touch you, Mm. and who can help your stature to grow and change, who will encourage you in your lows, who will, you know, might not understand what you're going through, but their touch will be there that says you can do it.
2: I believe that profoundly. Mm. I I believe, And, and if there's not, then it has to be you.
0: Yeah, yeah to do it yourself.
2: Yeah, then then you've got search. To, oh, so oh you got or search or you do know, yourself,
1: but then search as well. You will find the people that may not be able to touch you one hundred percent, but that will be there just as a, as a support network, or that you can reason with uh, this like, similar experiences that you've gone through. Yeah, yeah. you got to, you've got to seek it
0: absolutely. And and on that note, I just we're gonna have to wrap it up there, but. I want to say. Good, you told me it was going to be
2: half an hour, man. Thank you. He's lying, you know. He's lying, you're lying, you're lying. lying, He's been telling
0: the stories. (laughs) What are you you talking about, bro? Leave me alone, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) But no, I just want to say a huge thank you to Kwame for coming in today. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our guests who have been our family. So that was standing off with Micah, then Kwame Jr., and Oni. And I just really want to thank. All of our family, I mean, uh, my uh, my family, I'm going to put it from my perspective, uh, are my inspiration in all of this. They've really helped me to navigate a lot of those types of journeys that we've been talking about. And I just want to say thank you to the listener, to the parents out there who might hear this and might go, oh, my gosh, you know, my son or my daughter needs to hear this. I want to say thank you to to you, the listener, for just taking time out. We really hope that it's helped in some way that it's just, you know, brought conversation to your mm. household, to your friends, to to your whatever. To yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much to for tuning in to the unheard conversation. Thank you to my host, my co host Kofi. Right back at you.
1: Thank you as well. You know, for the passion, the effort as well. And thank you for thank you guys for the, you know, conjuring up a great conversation. This really needs to be um Needs to be heard yeah. across across the airways and from other people. As you know, hopefully this gives a bit more insight into our lives or insight into the way that people can, you know, construct, live their lives, or just just here, just to see what other people are going through really and just take a, a leaf and then, you know, we can speak and hopefully go forward and maybe if any of the listeners want to get in touch and stuff, we will have um a form to do that. We're gonna Absolutely. have an Instagram, et cetera, and, and whatnot. But really wanna thank you guys and thank you for everyone for coming on as well. It's been really great. Peace. Good. That's Take been care. episode four last Bye. of the series. Thank you.